Hello, everyone. Welcome to Chem for Real, because research engages all learners. This podcast is hosted by the Chemistry Division of the Council of Undergraduate Research, CUR. We are a community of faculty nationwide who walk the talk of engaging student learning through undergraduate research. Each episode will discuss recent findings, experiments, and strategies to assist faculty in defining, expanding, and building a community of lifelong learners around undergraduate research. Whether in the classroom, lab, or the community, undergraduate research increases student engagement, advances student adaptability, and promotes overall resilience. All right, welcome everyone to the Kerr podcast. Today I am your interviewer. My name is Nicholas Ball and I'm an assistant professor of chemistry at Pomona College. I teach organic chemistry and inorganic chemistry and Pomona College is a small liberal arts college in residential in Claremont, uh, California. And today I have the high honor of interviewing Dr. Sylvia Ronco, who is the current president of Kerr. And so I'll let her introduce herself. Hello, my name is Silvia Ronco, and in my daily job, I work as a senior program director at the Research Corporation for Science Advancement. Um, we're a science private foundation in Tucson, Arizona, but we serve a national audience. Uh, we support mainly early career faculty in chemistry, physics, and astronomy. And in 2020, 2021, I have the huge honor of serving as the president of the Council on Undergraduate Research. Thank you so much, Sylvia, for introducing yourself. We met a while ago, back when I was in Amherst College, so it's so wonderful to have the uh, be able to interview today. So I just have a couple of questions, and uh, this is just to understand, kind of as her president, kind of how you're thinking about different important topics to our membership and everyone who deals with undergraduate research. So when did you become a member of Kerr and how has your role in Kerr evolved? That's a great question. I became a member of Kerr in 1992, a long time ago. Back then I was a young assistant professor at the University of South Korea. And I had the honor to be mentored by my chair, Roy Singstrom, who was a Kerr member, Kerr counselor, and who became the first uh, president for Kerr from a public institution. He became the president during my first years in the faculty there. So it was really Roy Singstrom who really inspired me to try to belong to like a network of undergrad research people nationwide and mainly in my discipline, but in other disciplines as well. So over the years, I became a counselor uh, for the chemistry division. I served the council for, for 18 years, six terms. And during that time, I also served as the chair of the chemistry division. So I was part of the executive board. And later I, I was elected to serve uh, two terms as the general representative in the executive board. And now I'm the president. That's a fascinating story. You first went from mentorship to all the way to the president. So that's fantastic. How have you benefited from being a Kerr member? And what are the benefits from you, your viewpoint for Kerr members? 
you know, I, I think the benefits really depend on the person and the personal circumstances or the professional circumstances. But back on the day when I was faculty at the University of South Dakota, I was in a small institution, pretty isolated from other institutions. So the main benefit that I received was to become part of this wonderful community of like-minded individuals and a community that extended beyond my own discipline. To me, the opportunity to interact, you, you know, with people from different disciplines and from all different institutions and develop programs with them is really unique. You know, it's like, it feels like an academic setting, but at the, the national level. And a setting that um, you don't feel like constrained by the boundaries of your institution. So the learning opportunities are just fantastic. In addition, I think CUR allows you to start looking at the big picture. You know, it's like when you start uh, thinking strategically about where the division should go, where the CUR as, as an organization should go, what are the, the changes that need to be implemented. And so that really helps you develop leadership skills. And that's also a fantastic opportunity. But having said that, in my experience, I enjoyed really uh, helping people to develop their capacities. That's the main, that was, has been the main um, emphasis in my volunteer work with Kerr, to give back to Kerr, because Kerr gave me so much in my junior years that to me it's, it's very important to say, okay, you know, now I do have the experience and I do want to give back. And that's very satisfying as well. I really appreciated hearing how you've benefited from Kerr and basically you kind of wanted to pay that back. So my next question really ties into the fact is, um, what is the role of Kerr, particularly your role as president, um, to help new faculty members under the current environment of undergraduate research? And kind of tying to that, they're very closely related to diversity, equity, and inclusion. Yeah, this is a great question, especially because as you know, we have launched a new strategic plan and this strategic plan is, is centered in really important goals like collaboration and community and diversity, equity, and inclusion. So I would say um, right now we're in a good, really good situation because CUR has a very active DEI committee and the committee is working really hard on some training tools, writing grant proposals to secure some resources to be able to expand the DI programming, not only for counselors, but for members. We all believe, I think, or care as an organization is very strong about diversifying the membership, the council and providing uh, opportunities for all types of students and institutions and disciplines. I believe that um, the first step to go in the right directions is to, to accept that we're all biased at certain levels and understand that we all need some mindful engagement in these issues. And so we asked the divisions to develop the AI sensitive action plans to broaden participation in other research, uh, but also to work effectively with a full spectrum of institutions and demographics. I think that's a really great benefit for, for new faculty to get some resources and tools to be able to do some cultural responsive mentoring of their undergraduates and to provide equal opportunities to everybody. 
right now we have a group of counselors that are working in a task force that I just appointed. Uh, and this task force is going to develop a more inclusive definition of undergraduate research to make it more aligned with modern practices but, and activities, but also more inclusive of all types of demographics and institutions, like uh, to be more inclusive, let's say, with community colleges. So we are starting also collaboration communities through the Kerr Community Platform for network, ideas exchange, resource sharing. Those are all, I think, great resources for new faculty who are starting to, to think about a program that, that is more inclusive. I really appreciate hearing that. And particularly, I, it was really interesting that you brought up community colleges, right? Because I think in the guise of undergraduate education, probably some of the largest groups of students are coming from community colleges. So how have you seen, or in the past or in the future, how would Kerr help institutions such as community colleges and smaller schools, public universities, and non-elite PUIs develop undergraduate programs? Yeah, we, this, this is the one issue why Kern is to diversify, you know, diversify the council, diversify the member of the executive board and bring some expertise. But also I think we need to listen carefully to the needs of others, right? Not because we're experts in undergraduate research, we know exactly what different types of institutions need. So we need to have really open communication we are thinking about also expanding some of the awards we give, like the um, Aura Award, award this the campus-wide undergraduate research award, right, that we give every year. And we have been giving it to research universities, um, uh, comprehensive ones, and primarily undergraduate institutions. But we also want to promote this award to community colleges and to learn from them what are the wonderful opportunities and wonderful activities that that happened there. This, these applications from these this universities really provide a wealth of data for us to learn how these institutions get to where they are, and it's a good opportunity for dissemination. Mm -hmm. no, I appreciate that. So I'm curious, so in, in current chemistry, in chemistry, if you're thinking about joining an organization, the first thing we think of is the American Chemical Society. Right, and that's the, yeah. the big umbrella uh, organization for chemistry. So I'm curious, how can the chemistry division of Kerr partner with ACS to promote undergraduate research, and in what ways do they kind of complement each other, the two organizations? Well, this is a great question. Uh, thank you very much. I perhaps you know that I'm active in the governance of both organizations, so that has given me pretty good view on, on what happens in both, right? I, perhaps I don't know as much as ACS as I know of Kerr, but I think I, I have a pretty good perspective. So I think there are plenty of opportunities for partnerships and we already have some partnerships in place. Like for instance, Kerr partners with ACS in Posters on the Hill, which is the annual poster event in Capitol Hill. And so undergraduate students present there and they, they have the opportunity to visit with the representatives. And recently we have started a series of webinars with ACS. There, there were a couple with the ACS PRFs. Uh, so our undergraduate community of chemists had the opportunity to, to participate and ask questions directly to the, the program officers at PRF. 
But also we have been talking about other webinars in topics like research ethics and laboratory safety, and those are on the works. So I think those would be also great to provide that opportunity to the, to the core members. Um, I think there is a big opportunity for partnership through the new faculty workshop that uh, ACS hosts uh, annually and now more than once a year. I'm very proud of that workshop because Research Corporation was the originator and the first funder for that workshop. And we use our control scholar community as facilitators for the workshop. And from the beginning, we partner with ACS. And now we're glad that ACS is taking over, certainly, and making it a permanent program for them. And they, they expanded to to all type of institutions, including community colleges, which was outside the scope of research corporation. And so that they improved it, and hence that improved it. And I think um, there is a good opportunity there for partnership. A, a part of the curriculum of the workshop involves research management, bringing research into the curriculum through, let's say, cures. And so I think CUR has special expertise in, in these areas. And it could be a really great addition to, to, the, to the workshop. Also, I think we could partner with ACS programming at the ACS national meetings or regional meetings and an opportunity that, that CUR could be significantly highlighted as a sponsor of the undergraduate student events. I think the main difference is that even when ACS has some elements of undergraduate research embedded you know, in their programs, there's no central place for undergraduate research in the organization. And so we at CUR can bring that central piece, but also we can bring the interdisciplinary components because as I said before, community and collaboration among these divisions at, at CUR is a central goal of the strategic planning. And I think we learn a lot from each other. And so we can learn from not only the other science divisions, but the divisions in the arts and humanities and social sciences and so on. Many times people ask, okay, so why become a member of CAMCUR or should I have a membership with ACS instead? I see the purposes of this organization is very different. And so I would argue that there's a value for being in both. ACS is, and we all accept that, ACS is the voice that represents our discipline, the chemistry enterprise, right? It's a huge organization with a lot of programs, very visible and prestigious in, in the way they represent the discipline. On the other hand, CUR is the voice that represents the use of research in mentor interactions with undergraduates, right, for more effective learning programs. So it's a different scope. And as I said before at CUR, that in those interactions are looked at different, in different ways from different disciplines, and we have the opportunity to learn from each other. And I think Mentoring at many different levels is a pretty unique characteristic of CUR. As an ACS member, I would say it's great to kind of hear how CUR, Kim CUR in particular, and ACS have uh, synergies and, and, how, and how they are uniquely different. So I really appreciate it here. Definitely, definitely. And I think we should pursue these partnerships. Mm -hmm. 
So um, as president, newly minted, right? So what is your vision for Kerr and in particular visions for how Kerr to move forward, but also some of the, the present challenges? Yeah, the vision perhaps was a little disrupted this year with COVID, but I think still remains. My vision for Kerr is to listen carefully to the changing needs and to, to be able to adapt quickly. Adapting in a way that perhaps leaves behind the old structures and proposing forward-looking programs and activities that appeal to both students and mentors. Uh, actually, COVID gave us a little of that opportunity because uh, we had to cancel in-person events and had to move to virtual programming and that uh, also forces you to reevaluate what are the best or the the most important parts of the program you know, and what you need to emphasize, right? But I think the, the main core of what I'm trying to say is that this is a good time for, for listening and trying to be reactive, really, of what you see, you know, what you see they, they, that are the needs. I would say as, as we aspire to have CUR as the premier voice of undergraduate research, uh, we need to prioritize academic and societal needs also, such as preparing a strong and diverse workforce that is job ready after graduation. That in our discipline is, is, is very important. And I would say that nothing fits better these two requirements than undergraduate research, because with undergraduate research, we have the opportunity to help students develop leadership skills, uh, problem solving skills, to become more creative, to think in in broader way or or like to expand to other disciplines so so use multidisciplinary approaches and these are really valued skills all connected directly with undergraduate research in the classroom or in the laboratory so i want to see CUR as an organization that connects people ideas and advancement um, and i think lastly i would say that the pandemic raised awareness on several issues, like I think we all became more aware of, of the impact of this inequity and how we need to be more mindful with programs and, and activities that help everybody uh, integrate better and receive a good education. But I think also help, help us understand that some tools are here to stay. Uh, not all is bad of online uh, education, I think, or online, let's say, or virtual research activities. So I'm a believer on offering a safe platform for new faculty, let's say, to come and learn from each other and exchange ideas, talk to chairs, talk to deans beside their own institutions. And I think that is what CURR community is about. So that's what I would like to see this year, that we use the tools that technology provides for more creative um, programming and activities and so we can reach out to communities that sometimes are more difficult to reach out to. And I really appreciate hearing the component that there's some opportunities that we have now because we're virtual. So the idea that we, the idea that, you know, a lot of our, because students in some of our campuses aren't, aren't on campus. So how can we be creative and think about other new research ideas and collaborations? So 
uh, I appreciate hearing that that's a, a good opportunity that Kerr can be a part of. So uh, thank you for that. Um, so just last is a pretty open question. Are there any comments that you'd like to share with the group? Something that you just kind of want to end on a, on a high note about? It, actually, I would say that um, I want to thank the chemistry division at Kerr because it's been a force really in the organization from the start. I mean, Kerr was started by chemists, but throughout all the years that we've been active in this wonderful organization, and I think that all the wonderful work that chemistry, the chemistry division does, it has really impacted a lot on what we are today. Besides that, I want to ask you, Nick, if you have any other question to ask me. Yeah, so I would say this. So I first heard about Kerr through actually, um, I think it was Joe who's at Denison. He invited me, you were talking about the collaborations between Kerr and ACS. I believe he was a part of organizing the Division of Organic Chemistry, a big symposium to highlight undergraduate research. This was maybe about three or four years ago. And since then, you know, I was like, oh, okay, well, it's great. Joe's a great person. <laughs> Kerr sounds great. Uh, so, but then I, it just kind of fell off my, my radar. And I um, am pretty connected with a lot of chemistry professors who are doing undergraduate research who are kind of in my, you know, plus or minus five or eight years from when I graduated. So, um, but when I asked him about Kerr, it's just like, oh, you know, they don't know anything about it. So I'm curious, and I, I would say that even being a part of a counselor, the whole process to become a counselor was, you don't know who the membership is, and so you just kind of apply, you know, just, just hoping, just putting your thing out there, hoping that someone would like it. So I'm just kind of curious, from your experience with working with Kerr, what are some ways in which Kim Kerr could illuminate some more transparency about how we get folks elected as counselors? How do we have more visibility about our membership? And how can we, if you were gonna sell, have a sell occur to a new faculty member, what can we, what are some like key points that we can say? So that's a, that's a bunch, but the first one is about how, how do we actually get new faculty into the counselor position? Because I think the pro it isn't clear who the membership is and the whole process is you kind of need to know people in, in the group. And then the second question would be, what's like some quick, exciting bullet points we can sell, uh, sell to our new colleagues to just get them involved in Tucker? This is a also a really great question and a question we have been thinking deep about, you know, how to diversify and how to increase the reach, right, of the organization to, to other people. But not only for minorities, but I mean, that, that could be great. But um, for faculty of all different levels, because I think the main emphasis at Kerr has been mentoring early career faculty, but I would like to see an organization that, that has programming for all different type of faculty, because as we advance in our faculty ladder, let's say, we have different needs, right? And, and it's very common that, especially at the PUIs, that sometimes faculty need to reinvent themselves, right? Because perhaps the, the methods or the techniques in which we were trained, they are not serving as well anymore and we need to acquire new instrumentation and be, become proficient in, in different areas of research. But anyway, I think, um, 
I think something we need to do at CARE is be more transparent with schedules for elections and communicate that to the members and be more transparent or, or communicate better about what is the, the organization needs. Uh, we all talk about we need to diversify because we know that we need to diversify academia also as well, right? <laughs> but we don't provide the facts sometimes. So I know sometimes it's hard to bring diversity into the councillors because they are voted by the members and sometimes the members are not aware of the need, right? So I think the more we communicate and the more we we establish timelines and requirements in advance that will help us. So that's part of the question. The second part Oh, the second, the second part. <laughs> so if, if, if we were as, as, as especially Kim, uh, Kim Kerr counselors, were to take this podcast and record it and to try to recruit some of our colleagues to be a part of Kim Kerr or just Kerr in general, what is like a really great message that we could pitch to our fellow faculty members to be involved with Kerr? I think uh, before having the message to pitch, we need to listen what are their needs because people will come if they feel that we're providing the great resources and, and the needed resources and the needed community networking tools, right? Mm -hmm. So the question would be why, why these people are not finding what they need at CAR? And that's a really great question. I would like to know the answer, really. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> and so, um, the pitch of why become a, a chemistry counselor, uh, I think also depends on the stages of your career. I think um, if you're, let's say, at the associate professor level or assistant professor level, you gain a lot by meeting the community and comparing notes with people from other institutions, exchanging ideas with them so, but at the same time, you start developing this, this interest in helping others. And I think we all have that because we all became professors, but with, with CARE, really, we have the opportunity to do it at the national level. And I find that really, really rewarding, you know, to be able to mentor students and faculty at the, at the national level is, is pretty transformative. Thank you. That that definitely started started to sell me on that. So thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, so I hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to just give. Um, those are all the questions I have. I just want to make sure that there's any anything else that you would like to say or promote or get out there. Uh, no. As I said, I'm really happy with the work of the chemistry division, and I just want to encourage people to, to remain active with the organization and collaborating with others and other divisions and communicating your needs to the leadership because uh, I think that's, that's really, really important to keep the communication pathways open. Well, thank you very much, Sylvia. I think that's probably the end of our interview. I so appreciate you taking the time for us today. And uh, we look forward to what's going to be very, very strong leadership. So thank you. Thank you.
If you enjoy the Chem for Real podcast, please consider sharing it with your colleagues, friends, and through your social media accounts. We release episodes approximately monthly. Subscribe to be notified when the next episode drops. For related content, please see the kerchem.wordpress.com blog site and the kerr.org website. Also, please leave a rating wherever you get your podcasts, which helps others find us. And as always, we thank you for listening.